We are going to get uncomfortable this week on Wake Up, Kick Ass, Repeat. I am your host, Patty Waller. So my goal with this podcast is to open up conversation, inspire, and motivate people who are in this actively aging population, that is 50 and older. Health and wellness is at the forefront of trends, especially since the pandemic. I've found that our particular demographic seems to be on the back burner when it comes to informational content when you're looking at health and fitness. Much of what you may Google classifies 50 plus as a senior citizen. Well, I can tell you this, it's a little demoralizing to me. From the standpoint of being an athlete, a trainer, and a coach, I know that mindset is a battle for everyone. When you continue to read or hear things like, quote, at your age, or you are not getting any younger, or you are getting older, you start to think that you need to shrivel up and crawl to a corner. Words are powerful, but so are actions. Yes, we could end up with a health scare or injury. That can happen at any age, but more so when we're older. The odds of us, you know, slowing down, of course. But that does not mean we need to stop taking care of ourselves, mind and body. Do we need to start? If we haven't, absolutely. Stand up, people. Your health matters. And the media and sometimes antiquated medical community, even friends and family who don't get it, should not stand in your way. So that's why I started this podcast. We all must wake up, kick ass, repeat. So now that I have jumped on top of this soapbox, I have the courage to keep going with this week's topic. It's a tough one for me as I'm still on this personal journey and I know that I will be for quite some time, but I thought perhaps by sharing it with you, I could open the door for myself to be vulnerable and perhaps open the door for you to explore. So we are going to talk about spirituality. Do you understand and accept yourself? Do you see yourself as having a life's purpose that goes beyond materialism and immediate gratification? Do you live with gratitude? Do you give back to others in a positive way? Do you create a positive environment for yourself? Have you done the work to release negative energies and thoughts and baggage? Do you stand up for your core beliefs and values? These are all valid questions that center around spirituality. You may have a few more if you're on a similar journey. I chose this topic because it's in conversation in today's world. This is not relative to God or a higher power for me. It's about understanding 
where I am emotionally at this time in my life. So what is your purpose? What do you want your life to represent as you go forward? Do you seek change, healing, or opportunity for growth? I know I'm getting a bit deep on this, but I think it's scary for most of us when we're getting older. So why not embrace and explore? And I want to go back to what I just stated about God and a higher power. I am not bashing being in touch with your religion or faith or whatever your belief system is, because I do believe that is foundational for many people. But for all practical purposes for this show, I'm going to pull from other resources and share a little bit about my journey that will hopefully help you if you choose to just start down this path or if you're already in it. Um, One of the greats out there as far as motivation and power of positivity is Tony Robbins. And he talks about the law of attraction to create a circle of positivity in your life. When you emulate positivity and peace, you bring more of it back to you. So what you throw out into the universe or to the world will come back to you in spades. At least that's what they say. When you lead from the heart, you invite others to do the same. You are present. There are no rules or norms, just the understanding that life happens for you, not to you. And that is a pretty heavy statement to follow. It seems simplistic simplistic in approach, but it is hard to live by. So that's where the work comes in. I do a lot of reading on processes relative to my mental health, and I've shared that previously. I've um, read the works of Brene Brown, and I can highly recommend Atlas of the Heart or Gifts of Imperfection. I am a fan of Mel Robbins. I listen to her podcast on a weekly basis and her book, The High Five Habit. Dr. Thema Bryant recently released a book called Homecoming, and it's about getting back to who you are and understanding how you got there and that no matter what trauma you've been through in your life, it's possible to love yourself and accept yourself and embrace yourself. I've also read James Clear, The Atomic Habits talking about how to create habits for yourself that create a positive environment. And then Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote The Four Agreements. Very powerful book about four basic agreements that are really foundational to live by. So if you haven't read it, I encourage you to pick it up. So why do I do this work? Because Basically, I'm a negative person. I have been this way since I can remember growing up. I don't know if it was because I was never good enough to my father that I could always do better and, you know, get better grades, be the overachiever. You know, what I did was never good enough as far as an acceptance thing goes. Um, 
And so when you hear that over and over and over again, you that type of negativity stays with you. The positive reinforcement wasn't there as much as I needed it, or, you know, at least now realized that I needed it. And it's not to bash how I was raised uh, because I truly believe my parents did the best they could. They had a certain skill set and there, quite honestly, weren't all the tools that we have now to help guide us through parenting, through being a brother or a sister, through the changes we go through in life. They, you know, we have more tools now than ever to help us navigate some of the waters. And I, you know, really struggle with feeling good enough for me. And it's not about feeling good for anybody else. It's not about my self-esteem. It's about feeling settled and grounded. And I struggle with that. I didn't start to acknowledge this or explore it until about four years ago when I started having anxiety attacks. This opened the door to learning how to quiet my mind. I never did that. I might have kept journals on my training habits or some of the struggles in my life, but I never, ever tried to quiet my mind and really understand my emotions. I just kind of pushed things to the side. And I think the anxiety attacks, even though it might have been a hormonal surge, I think it was my body's way of saying, you cannot push any more shit into this suitcase. So this was, you know, I don't want to say it's a laugh out loud moment if you know me, but it is a wake up call. And I will tell you, it is still very challenging for me to do this work. So here are a few of the things I've explored in this process. They will be a part of my life forever. And I want to share them with you. So we're going to start with my first thing that I do every day. I focus on being still and I do breath work. This is usually first thing in the morning. I get up, drink my water, grab my cup of coffee, pull my mat out. I sit, I close my eyes, and my breath work is a type of box breathing. I inhale four, hold four. Exhale eight and hold four more breaths. I do about six to eight rounds of this. And then I list off three things that I am grateful for in that particular moment. Then I shift to my morning mobility and stretch work. And that's how I choose to start my day every day. The next thing that I do, and I've talked about this before as well, is I journal. I release everything out on paper now. My thoughts, my feelings, my aspirations, my negativity, all my emotions. And I'll miss a day here and there, and that's okay. It's a cathartic process, and it helps me to see that not everything has an immediate solution. And trust me, you're dealing with somebody who wants everything now. So trying to slow down and find acceptance and not having all the answers is a mind blowing exercise. 
So that leads me into this next practice, meditation. The practice of just being quiet with your thoughts. I use the app Calm and Insight. Both those apps have great meditation, short ones or long ones. Meditation de-stresses me and it brings me to the moment so my mind stops wandering. My mind is so great at projecting and thinking and contemplating about what could be, but not about what is. And that is where I get into trouble. That is an issue of control. So for me, wanting to be in control has been my whole life. That has been my mantra. So I am trying to learn to adjust the barometer on that. Another way that I work on my spirituality is by listening to music and taking a walk. I do this mostly after dinner. And yes, this is in addition to my regular exercise, but it's a way I can release my day. It's cathartic. I may cry. I may laugh. I just tend to just release everything before I have to go to bed so that my mind is not racing. And then I try to list five things that were positive in my day. I don't always get five, but that is, you know, that's my goal. Okay, here are some basics. Now, I don't do this every day, but um, it's really helped me. And that's a cold shower or a plunge. So you think, what does that have to do with spirituality? Well, it shakes up the vagus nerve, which runs from head to toe in your body. And it helps if you can get that nerve centered, it helps deal with stress and anxiety. And and studies are conclusive that if you finish your shower with a burst of cold, it wakes that nerve up and, and gets it back to center with your mind. Cold plunges are also a thing now where you work on your breathing and you submerge yourself into cold water. Um, and it's usually 50 degrees or lower. So all of those are de-stressors. I've done ice baths for years, quite frankly, because it helped me in recovery from endurance training. So a shift to doing this particular modality was quite easy. Now, another big thing that you've probably seen in the uh, Google world is taking breaks from social media. Social media is a necessary evil, especially if you're in business. It's an emotional drain and a time sink, and it impacts your brain negatively, and it disconnects you from people that are close to you, even when they're in the same room. So you need to break clear of it periodically to give yourself space to breathe. And that's all I can say. If you... You know, if you're a big family and you get together, have people put their phones in a basket. If you're going to be together for a couple hours, everybody can live without their phones and interact. It's just good grounding, a good way to take a break. The next thing, which I'm fortunate because my career helps me with this, is to give back. You know, just like me doing this podcast, this is a tool that it allows me to share my expertise and my journeys with regard to health and well-being. It's my way 
of giving back to the community. Um, so is my profession as a health coach and trainer. You know, I have years and years of expertise in helping people feel better, be stronger, be healthier. I look at that as a tool for giving back. Other things that you can do, you can volunteer. Um, you can be a big brother or be big sister. You can do work for a charity. There are a lot of different things that you can do to give back. But they really feel that if you can add this to your wheelhouse, it's a good way to help ground yourself spiritually. Spiritual well-being also encompasses being able to show kindness, compassion, and forgiveness to yourself, not just others. If you have a spiritual practice using some of the stuff I mentioned, or maybe some stuff that you have on your own, it really does benefit your health. It strengthens your immune system. It lowers, lowers sugar levels, improves your memory. It can lower your blood pressure. It can help reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. It may help you handle conflict differently. You may be able to set boundaries, which are so important. And you may be able to redirect your purpose in life. You don't have to stay on the same path year after year after year. That path changes, and it's okay for that path to change because that's personal growth. Just because you did something for 40 years doesn't mean you have to do it for the next 40 years. It's okay to reinvent yourself. It's okay to unpack the emotional baggage that you've been carrying around for years. You have to let that shit go. And it takes time. It takes energy. It takes practice. It takes support. All of this is about your well-being. It is an unknown territory for many of us, and it's very scary. Some people are like, you know, let bygones be bygones. Let the past stay in the past. And... You know, I thought that for years and years and years until I had my anxiety attacks. And now I know how much I was dragging around in my body. Life really did turn upside down for me. And trust me, you are never fully prepared for things that are going to come your way. So why not add another tool to your health span to help create a balanced life? Even if it's just as simple as taking a yoga class, doing the breath work, taking a walk, it doesn't have to be everything I listed. It can just be one thing to get you started. So this has been a little heavy today, I know, but I think it's valid. I think that we all need to take a hard look at how we're relating to ourselves. And I'd love to hear more about your practices of spirituality. So please feel free to share anything you like about this episode. Let me know what you're doing. I hope this one has been insightful for you and that you will continue to listen on Apple or Spotify. Training with a purpose for sport and life means you've got to kick ass every day, even if it's your own and it's deep and emotional. Life is not just about the sunny days. You got to deal with the rainy ones as well. 
So until next time, be well. Thank you.